right, welcome to the BSing with Sean K podcast. I have uh, Jan A. G. joining me here today from uh, the Belgian grindcore band, Agathocles. Uh, definitely excited to have him on, one of my favorite bands. Uh, they, uh, they've they been around since 1985, and they've uh, toured all over. They played, uh, they've played uh, festivals such as Obscene Extreme Fest of the Czech Republic. And if you don't know what that is, that's like a festival, an annual festival for like uh, extreme, like... Uh, metal bands or uh grindcore bands to play uh kind of like maryland death fest in the u.s i guess and uh they've been known to release an unusually large amount of seven inch eps over the years uh the bands often refer to their style as mincecore and have influenced other bands of a similar nature such as uh rot smg archigathus and unholy grave who've also used this term jan's here to tell us uh, about his band and uh thanks for coming on Ah, cheers. You're welcome. For uh, people unfamiliar uh, with your style, what, how would you describe like the style of grindcore you play called mincecore and uh, its sound? Um, mincecore is just um, the, the same as grindcore, like it was in the 80s. Um, this means minimalistic, um, politically and socially aware, um, and not... Um, um, not like this new days grind, grind with all the, the technical stuff, uh, the overproduction and, and, and shit like that. Minscore is old school grinds, um, like it was in the 80s, that's all. And uh, how did you first become exposed to this style of music and like, uh, what was its initial appeal to you? Um, well, the, the bands uh, that um, had an impact uh, to make, make this kind of music, uh, well, I must go back in the early 80s. Um, there were bands like uh, like Neos from, from Canada, uh, Larem from Holland, Cyanamid uh, from USA, um, also bands like uh, Boom and the Legion of Doom uh, from USA as well. Um, well, the, the, the rawness uh, appealed to us, and uh, lyrically bands like... Um, Grass, for example, uh, had an impact on us because they did more than just writing lyrics. They also were activists in many ways. So it's kind of a mixture between um, an extreme kind of punk metal and uh, lyrics um, about activism, but also doing things. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's uh, interesting because a lot of people now just like associate uh, grindcore with metal, but it also had. It- Really had more of its origins in kind of like the in uh, the punk scene, like in the for sure. Grindcore, punk, grindcore evolved from the punk movement, and not from metal movement. And uh, so, uh, what can you say about like your early experiences playing shows? Was it difficult to find gigs and uh, people interested in your sound? Or uh, no one was interested when we started. Uh, <laughs> we, we had problems with punks, uh, and we had problems with uh, with metal people. Uh, there were many times that we had to run away uh, because of angry punks or, or angry metal people. Uh, they were just narrow-minded. But it was fun. But later, the, the music, uh, music, if you can call it music, uh, became became more uh, accepted um, with bands like Naples and all. But the beginning was uh, really uh, interesting. Yes. And uh, so what, what do you... Uh... What what can you say about like the raw production and like uh, 
everything like and like the whole DIY spirit. Like what what do you what do you like the most about that and everything? So uh, the most uh, what I like about this is um, that you keep everything in your own hands. You know, um, by recording stuff yourself in your basement or in your attic or uh, wherever. Um, well, it's your own. Um, let's call it a child, uh, the, the recordings you make, and you don't give it to anyone else, to a, a producer or to a manager. Um, so that was really appealing. And um, for sure, when um, money-wise, back in the 80s, uh, yeah, it was a lot cheaper to record yourself because studios were so expensive. And nowadays, uh, everyone has a computer with a program on and can... Uh, everything themselves but in the 80s was totally different we recorded on analog uh, for track recorders also two track recorders uh, very interesting and creative of course so what's like the latest news with the gathicles and what are the, some of the upcoming uh, releases and shows you have planned um well uh, upcoming shows in september next month uh, we'll uh, organize a two-day festival an annual two-day festival in uh, my city, Gale, um, with bands like uh, Europe's Ars, the veteran uh, DB punk from uh, Italy, uh, Deviated Instinct, uh, GI Joke, uh, I thought it was play, uh, as well. Well, 30 bands in one weekend. Um, we will also go to uh, Switzerland, France, uh, and Czech Republic uh, in autumn. And, um, well, we've just recorded about, uh, I think, 29 new songs, uh, but I still have to write lyrics for them and uh, record vocals and make it. Those are our plans at the moment. So uh, do you think Agathocles will ever play uh, the U.S. at some point, like a Maryland Death Fest or anything like that? Or? I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe. Um but I'm afraid uh, about uh, customs and everything because we, we always had many problems with uh, American uh, customs about our uh, records and the lyrics. Some records got destroyed because of the lyrics and all. So um, I don't know, uh, maybe when we arrive in USA, uh, we are on some list or something and have to go <laughs> back. Uh, and that would be a waste of money for the tickets, you know. And uh, so... Um... So, like, a lot of your lyrics deal with, like, uh, social and political issues. Uh, what could you say about, like, the political system in Belgium and how it may have influenced uh, some of your lyrics? Mm. At the moment, um, we are having, um, well, uh, new governments are being formed in Belgium. Uh, a new federal government and a new Flemish government. And uh, the way it looks now uh, doesn't look so good because... The Flemish Nationalist Party uh, has won the elections, and um, well, it's a party which uh, supports the, the big companies, uh, the people who have all the money, um, and who want to cut down uh, money on um, the social cultural events and everything. Um, but all by all, living in Belgium is is really uh, is really great. Uh, we have. One of the best social security systems. Um, it's a nice little city, uh, no mountains, 
so it's very good uh, because I don't have a car and a bike, so it's very nice. Uh, all by all, Belgium is very good, but we have to keep it good. And with this, with the new governments coming on, uh, we have nine governments in Belgium, really mm. nine. Uh, I'm a little bit uh, worried about uh, what it's heading to. And uh, so, uh, and uh, I think I in one of your, in one of your lyrics, you, you said that uh, like your beliefs go more towards like uh, socio socio anarchy or something like that. Mm. Yeah, like uh, so. Well, uh, about anarchism, um, I really don't believe in anarchism. Uh, anarchism can be a phase, but for sure, uh, it can't be an end. Um, I am more for uh, a society, a system uh, which is uh, carried by all people and which does good for all people, and not only one part of uh, the people who live in, in the country. So, well, uh, call me a communist or something, but not in a way like it was in Russia. So, what what have been some of your favorite experiences playing shows over the years, and uh, what were some of your favorite places to play? Um, let me think. Um, um, uh, last year we uh, we did a tour in uh, Indonesia, and uh, that was um, yeah, really something very nice to to, uh, to meet that uh, culture. We played uh, two islands, uh, Java and Bali. It was a great experience. Um, the tour in Japan uh, as well, uh, also a different culture. Um, I like to meet uh, and learn from uh, other cultures. And um, well, one of the, the, the greatest experiences was um, the long tour we did in South America, playing in um, Peru, uh, Chile, Argentina, and Brazil. Especially Peru was, uh, was really excellent. And we also did a tour in Mexico, which was also uh, very insightful to be there. And of course, the the, the first uh, the early gigs uh, in um, ex-communist countries here in Europe, like East Germany, uh, Poland, uh, Czech Republic. And uh, so I remember reading in an interview that uh, you got the name Agathocles from a book you read about a Greek king, a Greek leader with the same name. Uh, what can you say about this, and what drew you to this historical figure in the first place? Ah, yes, yes. Uh, how do you say it in USA? Uh, Agathocles or uh, Agathocles? The pronunciation. In America, people pronounce it uh, Agathocles. Uh, yeah, I, I actually wasn't sure about that. Is it, is it Agathocles uh, or Agathocles? It's, uh... Uh, well, in Greek, it's called uh, Agathocles. Agathocles. Well, that's uh, the ancient Greek uh, uh, pronunciation. Well, anyway, um, yes, he was a, um, a Greek uh, king from Syracuse, and um, um, the story goes that um, he was uh, the son of a, a pottery maker, and um, he, the system over there was uh, something like a capitalist system, and uh, the story goes that he invited all the, the leaders uh, for dinner and killed them all and <laughs> took over the power uh, and became king himself. That's the story. So uh, over the years, uh, 
your band has uh, become known to release an unusually large amount of splits and EPs. Uh, why do you think this is the case, and how have you managed uh, to release so many? Um, we get um, well. We were active um, long before uh, we started the band by doing uh, fanzines, uh, paper zines, and uh, compilation tapes, certain concerts. So uh, we already had a big uh, network of uh, of friends, people in the same, and. Um, well, about putting out all these records, um, we don't have uh, managers or big uh, regulators, but we want our music uh, to be spread all around the world. Uh, so by doing many records, we can spread our music everywhere. That's, uh, yeah, that's good behind it. And uh, so, what what's uh, your overall opinion of like uh, the the mainstream music industry and like uh, like what what is uh, I mean ob- obviously not not a good one, but like what's your overall like beef with it and everything like? Um, by mainstream, you mean uh, people who earn money uh, with the music? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I have my doubts about it because uh, they are being on a market. Um, where you sell something, and uh, when it doesn't sell anymore, you have to change it. Uh, you know, you have to make the product that people want. And uh, I don't see Agatha Proclas as um, the product. Um, I don't want to make a living of it, because all people in, uh, in the band, we work, most of us in uh, social, uh, uh, social movements. And, um, well, we have the, the liberty to uh, do what we want. People like it, so people hate it. We just do it. And same goes for releasing uh, so many records. Uh, we don't have any exclusive exclusivity contracts. Um, and besides, I don't think um, people should earn money by making arts. Um, I feel it's something strange. And governments shouldn't give a lot of money for culture. They should use it for other things. And uh, so what can you say about like the songwriting process and how long does it usually take to work up new songs and get them down once they're written? Well, it depends. Uh, some songs uh, take a long time. Uh, um, some songs are in my head when I'm biking uh, or sitting in a bus or train. Uh, I come home and uh, write them down. And sometimes we just come together in a rehearsal place and uh, we record a record. Um, just like that, take um, up songs, record it, and then later do the vocals. And uh, out of all the recordings you've done over the years, is there any releases in particular that you look back on as your favorites? Uh, not really, because all the records are like uh, my kids, and uh, you cannot choose between uh, kids, you know. Uh, some are quite annoying, but uh, you still love them. <laughs> And uh, th- so throughout the band's history, you've been the only the band's only constant member. Uh, has it been hard to find people that share your attitude and passion for, uh, you know, grindcore? Or? Uh, no, no, not really. Um, I started as the youngest in the band. Uh, I think I was 12, 12 years old. Uh, and now I'm the oldest. But no, it's not really... Um, um, not really difficult to, to find people... Uh, uh, to make that work. Um, 
many members left because of family uh, reasons, because of work and everything. Um, but I'm not looking for musicians. I'm looking for uh, people to have drinks with, to have laughs with, and uh, to make some noise. And uh, so, what what can you say about like uh, some of like the the homophobic and sexist bands that are coming into the scene? I know you've had some uh, lyrics against like those kind of bands. Uh. Yes, I think um, well, there's a difference between black humor and uh, sexism and homophobia. And uh, those bands who really um, support homophobia and sexism, uh, they can fuck off because these are values that uh, don't fit in my um, in my mind, in my life, and uh, they don't fit in society for me. So um, it's pretty uh, upsetting to see uh, young kids wearing t-shirts uh, of sexist bands uh, or homophobic bands. So yes, we we made some songs about that. But you also have bands with black humor, making jokes about uh, gay people, and that's really fine. But um, the real homophobia is uh, something different, you know. What's your opinion about? I know, like, uh, what's your opinion about like bands who are political that choose to, you know, become mainstream so they can they feel they can get a message out to like a broader audience or whatever. Music will not change anything. It can be a, a way to, to uh, get some ideas spread, but the uh, um, band who makes music cannot change anything. Uh, if you look at uh, Bono from U2, uh, well, he doesn't practice what he preaches. Uh, uh, no, not really. You know, he's from Ireland, and uh, he moved his ass to, to Holland uh, uh, to pay less taxes. And he did that when there was a big crisis in Ireland. So I don't believe in all those bands who go mainstream to change the world. No. There are other means to, to, uh, um, to change things, and that's uh, getting involved in the social movements, uh, getting involved uh, in politics, uh, you name it. And uh, so has it uh, been difficult uh, supporting yourself over the years while still making time for this band? or? Uh, support myself uh, financially, you mean? Yeah. Well, no, 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 not really. Um, I'm uh, working as a social cultural worker for uh, mm. um, um, an organization which uh, is defending rights of people with a disability. And, uh, well, um, I earn my money and I'm in a lot of uh, government uh, commissions to well, to influence uh, decisions of government. Uh, no, not really. Uh, I don't. Have, I have a good job. Um, I have a house to stay. So uh, now. And uh, no problem. So, uh, yeah. So, what's what's your opinion of like uh, some of the newer, like more like uh, polished grindcore bands, or like bands like Napalm Death and Carcass becoming a little more mainstream? Who kind of um well it's their choice um napalm death uh very nice people um Karkas, uh, I know bill quite nice person well they evolved like that you know they were erect bands and erect became big and uh Eric became big because of napalm death and Karkas. so um i guess they grew up together uh, and went uh mainstream um it's their, it's their choice but 
another way. And uh, what, what was your experience like uh, working with John Peel for the Peel Sessions? Uh, that's a funny story. Because <laughs> in 89, uh, yeah, 1889, yes, he called. Um, because a friend of us sent him one of our first records. And um, he asked us to come to, uh, to the BBC. And uh, I said no, because uh, BBC is fucking commercial. <laughs> <laughs> And then we did uh, some some guy from um, the Belgian national radio station uh, heard the story about the Belgian band refusing John Peel, and uh, he looked for this band and he found us and called me and he asked, hey, can you um, record Belgian national radio station? I said okay. We made a recording here in Brussels. <clears throat> And John Peel heard about this and called me again, and he said, "Hey, you asshole! Uh, you record for the commercial of national uh, Belgian radio station, and you don't come to London." Uh, and he said, "Oh, John, uh, we will come to London." So that's the story. <laughs> Very funny story. Well, it was nice to record in um, in the BBC studios, um, um, especially because we recorded uh, in the same studio where um, Joy Division uh, band, Joy Division, yeah. had their field sessions. And I'm a huge uh, Joy Division uh, fan, uh, so it was a great experience to record at the same place uh, where uh, Ian Curtis did uh, his field sessions. So what can you say about like your side projects like uh, Fahrenheit AGX and uh, the one just uh, Jan AG? Uh, it's... Uh, well, uh, uh, Fahrenheit uh, AGX um, is Agatocles. It's Agatocles members, all Agatocles members. Um, and by the way, you know why we were called uh, Fahrenheit AGX? Because uh, of the Fahrenheit 451? I'm just guessing. Uh, that as well, but also against homophobic bands, because when you... Uh, Abbreviate Fahrenheit AGX, what you get? You get facts. Oh, okay. <laughs> you understand? So we, we did some gigs and we said, hello, we are the facts. And uh, yeah, again, so much we are. Well, Fahrenheit AGX is, uh, is Agatocles, um, but playing more um, uh, old school, fast hardcore, like uh, Straight Ahead from USA, uh, that kind of bands. Um, with Jan AG, uh, I did many kind of uh, stuff, uh, electro, noise punk. Um, there is also this band, the Gaina, Jan AG and the Gaina, which is um, more Japanese, old Japanese inspired noise punk. Um, well, it's all fun to do. Uh, it's nice to be busy. And uh, so what's your opinion of, uh, like, the internet and how it's affected uh, the underground music scene today? Um, it makes people lazy, I think. Uh, that, that's one thing. Because before, uh, to, to, um, to um, discover new bands, um, you had to make uh, tape trading, recording tapes uh, for one another, exchanging tapes. And now you just have to find a good uh, searching program, and you can find nearly everything on uh, on the internet. So it makes it a lot easier, but also um, 
people are not so creative anymore. And another thing I don't like is with this internet thing, you can spread rumors uh, very fast uh, worldwide, um, which people easily believe. Uh, and that's a that's a danger. That's a danger about the internet in general. Uh, but sometimes it can be helpful as well if if you want to set up uh, some tours in uh, countries far away. Uh, the communication is is, uh, is faster, like this Skype thing now. Um, so it also has its good things. And what's your opinion of like uh, pirating and stuff like that? Like, uh, do you think it hurts this? Do you think it hurts the scene at all? Or no, it doesn't hurt the scene. It hurts the music business, and the music business is fucking shit. <laughs> so uh, uh, about pirating, uh, I don't give a fuck about pirating. Uh, when people want to make pirates of Agatocles, uh, make them, but send us copies. That's all. And uh, what can you say about your experience playing Obscene Extreme Fest? Um, many nice uh, experiences. Um, long before Obscene Extreme, we uh, made an open-air uh, festival in Belgium, uh, the people of Agatocles. And it was called More Noise uh, Fest. And we did it in uh, the 80s until no, uh, 98. And Kirby, uh, the organizer of Obscenics team, uh, got inspired by this festival. So we started to make it uh, in Czech Republic. And we played there the first, uh, altogether, we played four times Obscenic team. And the first time Obscene Extreme, uh, I remember, the stage was uh, um, the pickup thing of a truck, you know, uh, that was a stage. You, you know what I mean? The, what do you mean? The, the, the pickup thing of a truck. The pickup? Uh, you mean yeah, the back the, of a pickup the, truck? The... Yes, that was the stage, yes. Okay. Uh, and, now, and now the stage is much bigger and... Uh, all is more bigger uh, at Obscene Extreme. And uh, so uh, I know I know you said uh, that you were a big uh, fan of uh, Joy Division, so that's obviously different from uh, Grindcore. But uh, aside from Grindcore and other more extreme music, is there any styles of music you enjoy, and are there any styles you would consider playing in the future? I consider playing in the future. Uh, mm. Well, other kinds of uh, music that I like. Um, I'm really into... Um, uh, old 80s acid house, um, mostly from uh, Detroit and Chicago, I think. Uh, this 85, uh, 86 acid house. Uh, you know, acid house, this kind of music with uh, psychedelic uh, beats and lips. Bands um, um, uh, like, like Future, uh, DJ Pierre, um, just check them out, or maybe I can include some links. Uh, I also like uh, a lot of uh, New Wave, Old Wave, um, Zero Moon, um, uh, Crash Course in Science, uh, No More, The Normal, uh, Joy Division, uh, what else? Belgian New Beat, it's also dance music from end 80s, I like that too. Um, Well, I guess that's it. Um, and yes, um, this kind of um, of genres uh, 
have an impact on me one way or another in uh, writing songs. Um, but making this music uh, in its purest form, I don't know. I don't have the equipment for it. Um, but who knows? Never say no. And uh, so uh, how long do you plan to keep going with the Gathicles? Do you think there'll ever be a, a point where uh, it's time to call it quits? Or? I don't know. Um, we'll have to see what the future will bring. As long as we're having fun and uh, can manage everything, I think we will keep on going. So um, it's not about the money. It's not about Yes, uh, it's about ourselves, uh, feeling good uh, to play uh, what we are playing and to do what we are doing. All right, and uh, any final thoughts or things you'd like to say? Or? Um, no, not really. Uh, uh, thanks for doing the interview, for taking time, uh, for the support. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, um, thanks for coming cheers on. To all. Yeah. Ah, you're welcome. Uh, cheers to all the, the listeners of the program, and um, maybe, hopefully, we can once manage to go to, uh, to USA to play uh, at your soil. All right. Well, uh, that does it for uh, this episode of BSing with Sean K. Uh, yeah, so uh, there should be some more episodes soon. All right, later.